Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business of Music podcast, where we teach you everything you need to know about owning and growing a music business. My name is Elliot Towsley, and my business partner, James Landry, and I are your hosts. Shoot us an email to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer your questions on our next podcast. And to learn even more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Business of Music podcast. James, I'll, I'll introduce this because um, this is something that James has been talking about often throughout our show and with clients. Um, it's the fact that he says, you know, Spotify has never been a profitable company. And what does that actually mean? Because obviously they're making a ton of money. But what does that actually mean? It's kind of similar when you hear that Amazon doesn't pay any taxes. And you're like, how? So today we want to talk about, you know, what we mean when we say Spotify hasn't been profitable. And we're going to dive into a little bit more and we're going to dive into why they do it this way and just to make it interesting hypothetically if spotify was hey we made a we made eight billion dollars this year and they still paid the artists such a low amount the outcry for them to be paying the artists more would be a lot louder so that is kind of a part of what's going into it so that, I think, was a good way to kind of set it up. And now, James, what is it that you mean when you say Spotify has never actually been profitable? Yeah, so Spotify reports its earnings quarterly to its investors via its publicly traded company. So it's always reporting earnings and making sure people can trade based off that information. But... Up until the Music Modernization Act passed, Spotify was losing money every year on lawsuits for copyright violations and things like that, and not paying artists when they should have been paying artists. And that was costing them a lot of money. So they were always in the red at that point. Since the Music Modernization Act passed, and it outlawed pretty much since 2016, Spotify hasn't had to face a lawsuit, um, Spotify still claims it doesn't make money. And the reasoning behind this is Spotify makes sure that it pays its employees, its CEOs making good money, everyone's making money. The thing is Spotify is doing is making sure it spends more money than it makes. And this is purely because, like you said, Spotify, if they all of a sudden made a bunch of money like they did last quarter, I think they reported, you said, I didn't read the article, you sent me an article saying uh, they made money for the first time ever in a quarter from Business Insider, I believe. Um, yeah, it was like Q3 of 2019 was the first quarter that they ever posted a actual on paper profit. Yeah. Um, but that was the first time it had ever done. And that doesn't mean they were profitable on the year. Um, but that was the first time that Spotify had posted an actual profit. And what I had saw in that article was that, like you were saying, is they've, they're almost always spending more money than they're making purely because they're operating on a growth platform. Like at the beginning, Spotify was free. So mm -hmm. they were trying to get just as many people into the door as they could and then get as many people to be like, hey, this is kind of nice. I like this. And then when they said, okay, hey, um, now you can either listen to advertisements and keep your free account 
or you can pay, I think the f- opening price was $5.99 or something, $5, $4 maybe. $5 a month and it's the same Spotify you know and love. So the price is so low, just sign up, keep it. And that was, so initially they were like, they were operating on how like a lot of startup companies do. Grow, grow, grow. Don't worry about money. They're operating on investment. So it's not like a typical, like if James and I started a pizza, you know, if you just open a business, you can't operate on investment purely unless you have investors or like you've, you know what I'm trying to say? So like Spotify had a huge bank of investors who were funding this machine to grow, knowing that it was going to profit later. Yeah. And they didn't have investors. They don't, if they weren't making sales, you can't just do that. So like you have to have money somewhere to grow this thing. Yeah. Let me touch on that part too. That is a big difference between what Spotify is and what Tidal would try to be. Um, Tidal didn't have the investors Spotify had. So Tidal is still rumored to have cash flow problems and they pay out artists later because they don't have the money to pay them where they're running negative because they don't have money. Spotify is running negative to avoid taxes and the biggest thing that you already touched on is they don't want to appear to be making a lot of money off of artists because if they're making a lot of money, people there's going to be a huge outcry for them to pay more. So if they can claim that they're never making money, now the artist goes, we want more. Spotify can go, oh, we can't afford it. Even though we just spent $10 billion on ads last year, we can't afford to pay artists an extra penny per stream. We can't afford that because look, we are negative. And right, when they posted that cash, positive... Yeah. They posted that positive gain for a quarter. It was more to show the investors, like, look, we can do it. Let's get this stock price up some. Because if we raise the stock price, everyone else makes more money now. And now we can go back being in the red because we're showing you, like, yeah, we can be positive if we need to. But why would you want to be positive if it's just going to create an outcry and cost you money in the long run? They, like you said, they're growth, they're pumping money in. It's a system. The more money people they can get to sign up, the more money they make. And if they found every $500,000 they spend on ads gets them 200,000 new people, they're just going to keep pumping in. I had two Spotify ads this morning. One Lil Wayne and uh, I get the other one. Literally today on Instagram, Spotify advertising with artists. They're paying artists to advertise for Spotify now. Companies can't afford that if they don't have money. (laughs) Right. Well, at the beginning, what I was getting into was at the beginning when they don't, they weren't selling anything, like they they can't operate right without an initial huge investment bank. So eventually, they got to the point where okay, now we've monetized our audience and we've monetized this service for five dollars a month, and I'm or advertisements. So now, many platforms do this. They have something for free, they get a huge audience, and then they monetize later. Or they get it, is doing it, yeah, right now. Or many, many websites will grow a big following, and then all of a sudden there will be ads on it later. It, most of these big things don't monetize immediately. You know, Tinder was not a paid platform on day one. They got a shit ton of people using the free version, and then all of a sudden, hey, for you know three bucks or a month, you know, or whatever, you can get on get unlimited service or whatever. Tinder. Uh, Spotify, in or like they at or they switch to the advertising model, aka Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Those were all paid things. Those are different. Whereas the users don't pay, 
the advertisers pay. Snapchat introduced the thing where you can have fucking stickers and stupid shit that you can pay for. But back to Spotify. Now, they've gotten to the point. So this year alone, they signed Joe Rogan to like a $120 million contract. Granted, they don't pay it all up front. But say that's 12 or 10 million a year. If that was just pure profit, now the outcry, hey, Spotify made $50 million this year and they're only paying the artists how much? Now instead, hmm, okay, well, let's use this money instead of just pure profit, let's spend it over here. Or, and also, like if a company on a pure PL sheet and a pure operating level, if you and I are the co CEOs of Spotify and Spotify, at the end of the year has a million dollars in the bank. Well, if we don't want the prof- the company to appear super profitable and operating expense of the company is its payroll, is its employees. So if I'm at the end of the year and oh shit, I've got an extra $50 million in my company and I don't want to appear super profitable to push away this outcry, well, if all of my employees all of a sudden get a big bonus or the CEO gets a $20 million bonus or something like that, now everyone working here made a ton of money, but the company itself doesn't appear profitable because its operating expense to payroll went to everything. And now we only made $100 technically on paper. Tax well, that. And then the other part is they're paying back these investments. So they took a loss to take the investments out. And now when they repay them, they're pretty much paying again. They're going, oh, we're up money, but now we have to pay this back. We have a loan. And that's what Amazon's really done is they buy a bunch of land. They just get land and tax credits and go, we owe money for this. That's why we're not paying. Um, Spotify is going to do the same thing, just like any business is going to do if they can. And I think Spotify could be profitable any day they want. They're paying so little they can do it. They claim they can't pay more because it would make them broke. That is what they want. That is the narrative that they want to stick to. Because if they don't, it's going to cost them more money than they need to actually pay. That's why they backed the Music Modernization Act. They were all for paying artists more money in five, six years because they projected we're going to be making even more. And if it only costs us half a penny every year more, it's not going to be, you're not even going to notice. We don't care. So they don't care about paying you more. They just don't want to. And part of the reason they can do that and not have artists outcry, the outcry be even more than it already is. I mean, people are already mad at Spotify. Not, they're not paying much. But Spotify's defense is, oh, we can't. We can't afford it. They can't afford it. They just know that if they, that comes out that they can, more people are going to be, it's going to be a huge deal. It's not just going to be artists. It's going to be news and it's going to be everyone all over them going, why aren't you paying them more? They deserve more. It's really cheap labor for Spotify to what they're paying artists right now. Well, I was actually just going to kind of talk about that. And now from the Spotify side of things, I'm, I'm wondering even like, so as they grow, the the more leverage they have. So even if it got to the point where it was like, well, we can't, it's not that we can't afford to pay these artists. We just don't want to. And then the artists, like if so many people are, 
are loyal to Spotify in the way of that's where they choose to get their music and follow their podcasts and that's where their money's going. If the audience is so large, then if Spotify just kind of says, no, um, I wonder like that's actually, I mean, that's happened a few times and we've seen Taylor Swift leave Spotify and then, you know, a year later come back because, oh, wow, you know, it would be nice to be in front of an extra 375 million people <laughs> or like Jay-Z in like, but if his music's all now on Spotify, you know, so and like the point I'm getting at is then it would get to the point where it would need like a law passed. Right. So, and then my next thinking is I'm like, well, would the public actually, because if Spotify, if they really wanted to, if these big companies wanted to pull PR together and really not get this passed, they would be talking about like these big, they'd be focused on the big fish. Look at all the money they're already making. Do they really need more? Like, you know, and then it's just like, oh, well, it's a principal thing. And it's like, you've already make enough. And a lot of the people would be saying they already make enough money. So like, I'm kind of wondering, Spotify is kind of like, what are you going to do? Because my guess is that they've got that plan in place. And they know that I think most people wouldn't, wouldn't be like, oh, Jay-Z needs more of my money because they don't think about the guy who's got five songs on Spotify in their hometown. They think about the big, the big guys and they're going to say, Kanye West doesn't need any more of my money. How much money does Taylor Swift already make? And like, I can see it now. And so I'm kind of, I can as see, an independent artist, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> what's crazy is I can see, I'm sure Spotify already has this plan too, is if this happens and there's an outcry, Spotify is going to come out and go, fine, we'll pay them more, but you're going to be charged more. Not Spotify right. doesn't need you to be paid, but or, put it on. You want to pay an artist more? Great. Give us more of your money so we can pay them. Now, what if they do some sort of thing where it's like, yeah, th just the same way that now as an artist, you can opt into their fancy new, we're going to promote your music maybe, which I'm still un unsure about. But maybe what did, I bet they do something like this in the future. Sure. You want to pay the artists more? No problem. On your account, you can put pay extra, pay all you want, and it'll go to the artists you listen to. Do you remember? Well, just when COVID started, they offered donations to artists on the artist page. <laughs> now, when that happens, does that mean? Because this is what happens if you go to Target or any yep, big, like, yep. And then they, it's the Christmas, it's Christmas time, and they say, "Would you like to do donate a dollar to charity name here?" And you say, "Yes." Well, what you? these motherfuckers, what they do is <laughs> they have the best accountants in the world, top 10. They've got some of the best accountants in the game, right? These companies, Walmart, Target, grocery stores, whatever. So when you go in and say, hypothetically, how many people go to Walmart, right? If 10% of the people give a dollar to Walmart. Now, all of a sudden, at the end of the holidays, they made, call it, we made $10 million in donations. What they get to fucking do is say, well, as a company, we've made $10 million. We're donating. They get a big $10 million write-off of their shit that they can say, oh, well, we donated all this money. When you donated the money, not, not Walmart. You did, or ten million of us donated a dollar, but they're the ones that write it off. Those there's, motherfuckers. There's two ways. The big one, grocery stores are famous for doing this. I know Publix, I think, does this. 
I'm going to say, I think, so they don't come after me for this. Um, <laughs> they, allegedly I'll do it. <laughs> they, so she's telling me that, so she's telling me that if that's what people say, they're telling me that everybody does it. Okay. That's what they tell me. I don't know if it's true, but they tell me it's true. So these stores will give $200,000, for example, they'll donate 200,000 up front. And then what they're doing is they're bringing that money back in from your donation and they're just keeping it. And what they end up doing is they end up pocketing a bunch. Almost- ah, so that's why you see those things where it's like in the, every hashtag, if you hashtag this, we'll donate a dollar every time. And then in the fine print, it says up to three and a half million dollars. So that means they've donated this money already. They've written it off and then they're just going to collect. They know they're going to collect their money and they, okay, yeah. yep, we're going to get five million of these. Okay, sweet. Yeah. And then like, so Publix will donate like 200,000 <laughs> up front and then try to collect the money back from allegedly right collect the money back (laughs) just recoup the money and then that way they can donate and make money um and then the other way people do it is they collect a bunch and then they donate money to make a bigger tax write-off and they try to get to that point that they need to to save the most money possible and that's also when you see well double it because they know they need that much more so if they can get half of it paid for by you and then the other half they can pay it saves them a bunch of money um but Spotify, that's pretty much what Spotify was doing. Probably was, like, was doing yeah, that. Yeah, we too. can donate. We'll donate to the artist and then they're just collecting. No, writing you'll it down, donate to the artist. And you're donating and we, yeah, right. we just write it off. And uh-huh. you're donating such a small amount that you're not going to go write it off yourself. Right. Because it's not going to do most, anything. Even most if people you, doesn't do anything anyway. Right. Like you'd have to be making a good amount of money for it to matter. And Spotify is going, oh, it matters to us. If everyone donates $5 to an artist, we've got or, a hell of a right We've got 350 million paid users. If 10% of them, that's 35 million, call it. If 10% of them donate a quarter, that's like, oh, geez. Divide that by four. Yeah, that's like $9 million, right? Okay, so call that-ish. That's not bad. Eight or nine million dollars, somewhere yeah, in that range. Try. That's not, somewhere <laughs> in there. Um, that is. It, that would not surprise me if that is something similar to what they're doing. Yeah, writing no, that and, off. So, and that's part of it too. Is Spotify in every business does everything they can to not pay taxes. On top of that, Spotify is doing everything they can to not pay an artist more. So Spotify has, they're one of the only, they're unique. Streaming companies well, are unique. And they're based in Sweden. And that. But they're unique in terms of most people, most, the goal of most companies is make as much money as possible and pay as little taxes as possible. Period. Spotify makes more money by paying less money. And mm-hmm. getting rid of all that extra money they make. They just don't want to pay it to the artist. They want to pay it to Well, they want to use it. Uh, yeah, or they, they want, want to use it, use it yeah. to grow Stock, their company. Stock buyback. Right. And everything's Not give it projections. to Jay-Z. Right, yeah, right. so when they signed that art, the Music Modernization Act, they went, yeah, we can afford that. Definitely in five years. Like, it's going to be a joke. Whatever. We can afford that now. That's all you want? Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> right. all you want? Cool. Yep, sounds great. Because it also protects us from losing money from lawsuits. And they used to lose more money from lawsuits than they lost off of artist streaming. That's how much money they were losing on lawsuits. And those are gone. If they've gotten rid of all those lawsuits and now they're just collecting it, think about how much more money they actually have. They could pay the artists, but no one's going to ask you to pay more if your defense every time is, oh, we can't afford to. 
Or they yeah, can ask, right. but you look your defense paper, every time yeah, is, look, I can't we don't afford have, to do We that. don't have the money. I can't afford to do it. Look at it. Yeah, look, we lost yeah. money. And just to be clear, they're not doing anything illegal. Yeah. Um, but this is just, you know, like Amazon not paying taxes isn't illegal. It maybe is it's optics, depending on your. Yeah, exactly. Um, but hey, so more on this right after the break. The Business of Music Podcast, presented by DeNovo Agency. DeNovoAgency.com. If you are an independent recording artist, we know that you're fed up with unnecessary fees and giving away your royalties to a music distributor. Songflower introduces lifetime distribution, the most artist-friendly way to release music. It's just $10 for a single, $20 for an EP, and $30 for an album to have Songflower distribute your music for life. To all of the streaming platforms that you need to be on, Songflower never charges you any upgrades or hidden fees, and they will never take one penny of your royalties. Check out songflower.com to see why lifetime distribution is the right move for you and your music business. The Business of Music Podcast. Uh, so, yeah. Spotify is not going to be profitable. Uh, Tidal is not going to have cash because they don't have the investors. Apple Music is... I'm actually starting to think that Apple Music was formed and they're paying artists more money than Spotify only to get rid of money because Apple makes <laughs> too much money. It's a way of getting rid of money is for them. Like <laughs> I've Spotify is the dominant player in the United States. Apple is making money. You know they're making money. Like they're always make everyone makes money off the streaming, I guess. Um have you heard about Audio Mac? Have you looked at Audio Mac? It used to be like a mixtape company website. Like streaming. somewhat familiar with them. But I don't really know exactly what it is they do. Yeah, so it's another streaming website, and what they strive, what they pride themselves on, is locating under the radar artists like weekly and like promoting them. And they still pay their artists per stream and stuff like that. Um, DJ Booth is it's owned by the same people as DJ Booth, which is the uh, blog. Yep, and. Audio Mac pays out more per stream and they really pride themselves on like, these are the top independent artists who release music this week. And they claim that they listen to every song that's released. Someone on the team does. And they promote different ones, a different artists and you can submit to be verified. And I don't know many people use it though. So nothing against them. I love what they're doing, but I see some of the numbers that they're talking about and people are like, yeah, Audio Mac was my most streamed platform. I don't know anyone who uses it. So I'd be interested to know anyone who uh, actually pays to subscribe and use and listen to music on Audiomatic. I don't, it's kind of like a, it's website, website based, right? So you mm -hmm. can kind of like poke around the charts. Maybe it's an advertising based model where there's, they're getting paid for their audience and then they're giving some of that ad revenue to the artists that are getting listened to the most. Um, maybe it's kind of like a blog chart. I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm familiar with I it. I know Songflower a, distributes there. 
So it's not all just purely independent artists. If like the distributors go there automatically, you know, it's not Should like I give you a business idea and give it to the public. Sure. Revenue share based streaming platform. The people who get streamed the most get paid the most. It's all based off of revenue. The only thing with these kinds of things is it like with title, the, it, it's not about the streaming platform for the artists. It's where the audience is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, exactly. That's the, the hard, that's the hurdle. It's not, oh, wow, this is the most artist friendly thing ever. We, we could make a streaming platform right now where artists would get a dollar every stream they get. And they could promote the hell that they're on it. But people still need to say, oh, cool, I'll listen there instead. And that's yeah. not what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's funny because titles like, we are the highest quality. We give the most credit. We and, are the, look yeah, at everything People we do. don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Spotify is really these, the data that they've collected. The Wrapped came out yesterday, today. That stuff is what and look out, people yeah. in. They love and it. It's free advertising. Look at all the it's free just, advertising they're getting right look now. Look at all the data we exactly. have about you. Like, we know right. everything about you. Look at everything we know about you. And people love it. And uh, stuff like that is what makes it like, I'm not sure what Audio Mac is doing. They must have an app by now. I don't know who uses it. Um, if people aren't using Tidal, I don't see how people are using Audio Mac. I also don't. Unless it's free and ad-based. Yeah, and same with, so you got Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. I'd even say YouTube music's probably past title anytime now. Amazon Music. And then a lot of people have Amazon Music just because they have Alexa and it's just free with what they have. I just installed Spotify and uh, my girlfriend's dad's phone last night. He was still using YouTube. He would go find a music video, just hit play and let it shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) Like, you're not that old. What are you doing? (laughs) Right. Damn. but yeah i don't i'll have to look if anyone i guess if anyone's listening who uses audio mac i'd be interested to hear what the yeah difference is. and this is yeah definitely not meant to be a knock on audio mac just from a pure consumer point of view i you, i don't know anybody who uses it and like maybe it's a younger audience um who's like or just like you know there is that early adopter crowd especially in hip hop of the people who want to find that underground guy who's, you know, before they're famous, we've talked about these kinds of people before, <laughs> but maybe yep. it's those kinds of people. Maybe it's a very niche audience. I'd be very surprised if they have, you know, a shit ton of paid subscribers because I think we'd have more artists asking about it. Hey, somebody asked me if my music was on audio Mac and I had to say, no, where do I, you know, or I didn't I know I was, you know, plug song flying. We yeah, distribute so, to them. Right. So, well, that's what, yeah. So Songflower does distribute there. But I mean, I don't know if I've had one, one client that I remember say, oh yeah, you know, somebody told me they found me on Audio Mac. I also don't know if anyone who's, like you were just saying before I cut you off, no one has ever reached out to me and gone, hey, does Songflower distribute to Audio Mac? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's a big sign right there. If, I would like to talk to someone who uses it and I'd like to know why they use it. What made them go with that instead of Spotify or Apple? Well, my guess is it's in addition to, I don't, the thing is, is these, these things, a lot of these apps aren't necessarily exclusive anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of overlap. 
like especially now spotify just introduced some sort of like story feature where like artists can post essentially like an instagram story different than canvas so like they're just they're moving over to like they want to be the thing is is what all of these platforms are eventually going to be like the same thing Mm -hmm. they're all going to have podcast video blogs they're all going to have the same shit but it's going to be like spotify it's going to be for music Video is YouTube is going to be for like network TV and all of these things that are going to have all of their clips available for free with advertising. Instagram is going to be for create like for people to have pictures and little videos, but they're all going to kind of look the same and all eventually in three or four years. But it's going to be like which audience goes to which, not necessarily which function does each one do. And we'll have obviously, I could could even think I can't even fathom what is going to exist in a few years. Like after Vine died, I never thought TikTok would be a thing. I thought Vine to me, Vine was TikTok. TikTok is Vine. One died. And once it died, I was like, well, that's done. Instagram took care of that. It wasn't even like it died. They just killed it. I yeah, like, yes, just- <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I'm and done. then TikTok came out and it blew up. And I don't, yeah. I still don't know the differences. Well, TikTok was musically, right? And then yes, it was musically, musically. it's yeah. like musically and Vine put together. Yeah. And yeah. So in a few years, I don't even know. I can't fathom what it's going to be. Like Facebook 10 years ago is not what Facebook is now. Twitter. Oh, no. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram was literally pictures that's it and you'd share it and just post it to facebook <laughs> and it was the same image it was a way to put filters on your pictures yeah right and we're slowly moving to <laughs> everything is looking the same uh-huh. it's all going to be the same but there'll also be something else that comes up and everyone's going to try to copy that like people are slowly trying to copy tiktok right now or they're just trying to take at exactly yeah take aspects of tiktok and put it into their own app And eventually it's going to be all, you can make the same kind of exact style video of the 15 second kind of dicking around with the fucking song in the back. You can do the exact same thing on Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. And people are just going to have their pick, but they all do the same thing. And Twitter now. Well, and and it's not like you can't put a TikTok video on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. like all this content is just everywhere. And it's, the thing is, is actually all of these now see Facebook maybe less so but instagram snapchat tiktok um and youtube are all little apps that people can use to create and enhance content and i'm trying to think of like what can be the music version of that um spotify is where you host music that's already done but it'd be cool to kind of come up with some sort of app where the common joe schmo same like instagram like a joe schmo person everyone's got a microphone on their phone right so like what kind of app could you make where it's really it it helps users make really cool audio content i don't know but uh, i think people are more into video because you'd end up but if it was just exclusively audio there would be things you could do that you couldn't do to a video i guess mm-hmm. yeah i don't know but that could be cool make harmonies and loops and shit and like make it yeah. sound like i don't know like that that could be kind of cool yeah i don't even know how we got on the subject anymore <laughs> but yeah, so like, let's wrap up um, your take on like what it means for Spotify to, you know, quote unquote, not be profitable and w- what your prediction, 
wrap up the elevator pitch of your prediction of what you think that's going to like look like in the coming years. Yeah. So Spotify isn't profitable on paper. They make plenty of money. Everyone's getting paid. They're not skipping paychecks. They're not missing meals. Like they're expanding. They're paying Joe Rogan a bunch of money. Like they have the money and what they're trying to do is compete with YouTube and what they've done to do that at this point is try to move people to podcasts because podcasts, they don't have to pay out per stream. So even though they're not paying song writers and artists, a lot of money per stream, it's still cheaper for them to not pay anything. And that saves them more money that they can put in their pockets. And that is ultimately the goal of every business. I think they're going to keep doing this and they're going to probably sign another extension to the music modernization act and, try to push it out another five or six years of just low increases, almost like minimum wage and just keep their projected costs set. The goal is to keep it set at a level that they can easily pay and still just bank money. Um, If you look at your Spotify wrapped in the hours and the minutes you listened and you do the math, you can pretty much see how much you paid or how much you costed Spotify. But it's just funny. If you look at it, if you listen to 30,000 30, minutes, that means you listen to 3,000 songs about, right? No, sorry, 1,000 songs. And 1,000 songs, and they're paying out a fourth of a penny, a sixth of a penny, whatever it is. Let's do the math here real quick. So you cost, if you listen to 30,000 minutes, you cost Spotify about four dollars <laughs> in the year and they made money off of you you're on mute can't hear you Thirty thousand minutes makes them four dollars or makes it cost them about four dollars if the song averages three minutes right well That's if you 10, listen songs. so say hypothetically you will listen to every song for 30 seconds for so what's the absolute most that would mean if you did 30,000 minutes, $40? Yeah. <laughs> and they're making between 5 to 15 on you a month, depending on what subscription you have and family and whatnot. So they're making money off every single user just there. Never mind the advertisers and everything else. So if everyone were to do their right. math on how much money they cost Spotify, I highly doubt it's more than you paid. Oh, no doubt. It, which is crazy to think Spotify is giving this information. Everyone can go and do the math right now and be like, wow, okay. I, I, they only made $40. They only paid artists $40 because from my listening. Me. Yeah. So yes, if everyone does it, that's a good amount of money to artists. But in the grand scheme, that's not much. That's less than they made off of you. Right. And that would be the absolute most. And like, Meaning 30 seconds and 30, boom. Th- yeah. Yeah. next and next and that's <laughs> 30,000 minutes and like I don't know if that's a lot or a little I just came up with a number yeah. like I feel like everyone's going to be around different numbers but I only a few the, the top probably 5% actually cost Spotify money based off of how much they paid most people didn't and Spotify is making money and like that will just show you how much money Spotify is actually making Right, and they're that's not even counting ads more. they're getting on like their free platform. Yeah. Or yeah. when an artist pays to be on the, you know, when Taylor Swift's new album is out on Spotify and she has a banner on the homepage. Like, 
Yeah. They don't just fucking do that to be nice. No. So <laughs> that's paid for weeks and months in advance. In the pop-ups you get every once in a while, a certain artist has a new album out and oh, you yeah. pop up. That's the label buying. That's it. all paid for. Labels oh, yeah. have actually negotiated deals to get make less money per stream or get a set amount and save Spotify money. So Spotify, like they are making plenty of money. People don't have like I will continue to say they're not profitable because technically they are On not. On paper, yeah, they well, they but, make it so the tax code is written in such a way that they are able to move these numbers around or pay people or buy things that are mm-hmm. quote unquote legitimate business expenses and then appear on paper at year end. Look, we were not actually profitable. We made or we were our profit was one dollar. And our I mean, company's profit was one dollar. Our investors made this much money, but our company made a dollar. It's funny to think about this too, in terms of not in music. Think about your own. I used to work at Wells Fargo. They used to give us a yearly bonus. They didn't do that to be nice. They did it because it's no. going to save them. They're better off paying me than they are paying their taxes. Right. So they give all their employees a bonus, and that's pretty yeah. much every company you work for. <laughs> if they're giving you a bonus, you should probably go. Huh, how much money are they making? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally yeah, just cheaper right? to just pay your pay your employees and or yeah they say okay well we can either keep this money or we can give everyone will be super pumped and we like save that fuck it like give them all give our little minions our two thousand dollars a piece ha <laughs> yeah and it saved them 20 million uh-huh. right and the only year <laughs> Wells Fargo didn't give a bonus was after they had that big fine for of fixing course yeah because of something the they shit. did and all uh-huh. of a sudden they didn't have money sure the, yeah or they were already hit, negative so they're like we don't right. need to give out a bonus because <laughs> yeah hit us with a hundred million dollar fine we'll be fine but our employees don't get their bonus this year hmm, that's fair yeah. yeah dicks and it's funny to think about that way yeah and if you think about Spotify that's what they're doing they're just you move Allegedly. some numbers around. Every company's doing it. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Well, it's a publicly traded company. We can probably figure out how much the CEO is making. Probably. And then even just the CEO probably makes enough money that you could give all the artists like triple how much they're making. Right. Um, well, you know, that actually we're kind of, we're running out of time here on today's episode. So if you're Looking to learn more, definitely check out our website, denovoagency.com. This is the Business of Music podcast. We have a lot of videos on our YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe there um, and shoot us an email with any questions you have to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer some of your questions on our next podcast. And James, how you want to leave it, man? It's December now. What should people do to look what should people look to do before the year comes to a close with the music, with their music? What is one little thing that they can do to set themselves up for a better year? Now, the, the bar is pretty low for 2020, but what's one little thing that somebody could do? Don't release your music just because you feel like you need to have a holiday release. I feel like that's the easiest thing to say at this point. You, that's a good one. Or it should be out a already. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people just like, I need to. It's the last month of the year. It's Christmas. We, here's a quick example. I've got time. We had someone working with a PR company, and the PR company was like, oh, you have to. So we have something to do, was pretty much what the PR company said. Not for any other reason, just so that they would get paid. Don't just release right. your music, ever. <laughs> 
Or if you're looking to test a PR company, you have plenty of music to start with. Yeah. Let's see what you if can they're do good, with what I've already got. Yeah. Yeah. If they're good, they'll promote something you already have out. They don't need something new. Like, no, it doesn't need to be new. There's a reason major labels go on holiday break. Starting next week until January, most labels shut down. They just take the time off. Um, COVID's probably making it even longer because there's, they don't have anything to do. And there's a reason this year, I'm sure we'll see some big artist release something during the holiday that normally doesn't happen. Well, Little Wayne just put out No Ceilings 3. Okay, there you go. But a lot of people's attention moved to Christmas music. And yeah. that is a lot bigger of a chunk than people realize. And there's a reason people just won't. You can get more money by waiting. And you can also strategize a little bit better. If you have one song left, don't just release it. Don't right. just sit. Wait. Set yourself up to start off strong in January instead of end 2020, maybe the worst year ever. Strong. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Yeah, don't be in a rush to release new music almost ever. Um, but yeah, so that's today's episode. Talk to you soon. The Business of Music Podcast presented by DeNovo Agency. DeNovoAgency.com Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Business of Music Podcast. We love to hear feedback. Shoot us an email to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer your questions on the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to learn even more and check out denovoagency.com to see how we can help you grow your music business. Until next time, this has been the Business of Music Podcast. 